Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I've tried to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode, it's BoJack Horseman. My name is Jimmy, and I once stayed up overnight to buy records on Record Store Day before I owned a turntable. My name is Jeff, and I started a fake crew called HFC in which the quote-unquote members would yell HFC and give one another brutal high fives. People around us didn't know what was happening, but we knew that HFC stood for High Five Crew, and that's what really matters. My name's Dan, and I respect wood. <laughs> you do? <laughs> you, I saw you tell somebody to get their, their stinky, moist glass off of your wood table. Yeah, it's sort of an awkward conversation to have. I mean, usually I lay out plenty of uh, coasters. At this point, the only thing on your table were coasters. Yeah, so it seems like a pretty big hint, but... <laughs> People who don't respect wood don't even think it through. They, they don't. just place you have that. Star even Wars if, coasters. You have TMNT Even if coasters. it's not a, yeah. like a high quality table, like this is a fine table. It's not in great condition. No. It's not the finest wood. But, but I tell you, you what would make it. it in worse condition, a big circle in the middle exactly. of it. Exactly. It's true. Side tangent, are you guys excited for Curb? Yes, oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course, Jim. Me too. Come on. Who do you think I am? <laughs> Jimmy, were you a member of HFC? I was not a member of HFC. You were too young, I think. Yeah. You were just a wee boy. Yeah, he doesn't know how extreme it It, it did get pretty wild sometimes. Too wild. Because a lot of times we would forget about it and then like see each other in public and then realize, oh yeah, we're in HFC and just scream. Yeah, sometimes in unwanted places. like Mostly unwanted places. Like quiet stores. Library. In the library. HFC. And you're like, HFC. Live in hospice care. Just the places you usually yeah. don't get excited at. It's a lot like uh, the Goldbergs JTP, but before that show existed. Yeah. Great. Nice. Fantastic. Hey, uh, Dan, we yeah. got any ratings, reviews, user submissions? We got an email Users. sent to us by Jacob. He says, hi, I recently found your podcast and have been enjoying it. You are the first podcast I've listened to, and I think you have talked me into podcasts. Thanks for everything. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Jacob. That's a nice little email. It is. I'm always intrigued by people who say that they found us like one way or the other, because how are we as first? Like, what journey in his life was he on where we just happened upon him? You That's know, a good like, question. Did he seek it out? I, I wish people would, like, you know, tell us more. Like, tell us your story. We first know episodes about you. usually mean a, mean something. Like, they'll usually say, like, oh, I've, I've, I like Game Grumps or something like that. So I was looking right. for a Game Grumps podcast. Yeah, the, I would imagine it's one of two options. Either, as Jimmy said, someone, like, searched for a subject and we came up. Like, we, we saw our numbers increase specifically, like, on Deadwood when the Deadwood yep. movie came out. Yep. So I think he either did that, like he typed in something and we were one of the first few that popped up or um, through social media, like someone that he knows followed us or we followed him. And yeah, but for somebody who's never listened to a podcast before, you're like, what made him say these guys? Well, maybe he didn't. Maybe as Jimmy said, he went looking for a podcast or maybe he was in a car on a road trip with his family and his dad's like, I like these guys and you're going (laughs) to like them, too. Yeah, anything could happen. I like, that, that's why sports are still popular. I like the sentiment of thanks for everything. I was like, oh, that's very sweet. You're welcome. <laughs> Feel free to email us how you got into us, especially if you send it as a five-star review to Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Or talk me into at gmail.com if you don't use Apple like me. Yeah. If you feel so inclined. Great. This is... I feel really good. I'm glad... I'm, ha- I'm really happy right now, just for myself and Jacob and the world at large. Every episode, we talk to the audience and each other about things that we're talking ourselves into. <coughs> Turning your head and coughing is what Dan's talking himself into this week. Oh, you're close. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's just a little thing. We're not going to spend a whole episode talking about Dan turning his head and cough, but he was trying to be nice, and he's doing the best he can, and I appreciate that. Um, this week, I, well, I guess not week. I haven't started yet, but it's something that 
I've been trying to talk myself into for several years, and that is getting back into a fantasy series called The Wheel of Time, which is... I know about that. I started reading this maybe like 2008 or 2009. In total, there's about 15 or 16 novels. Each one is very long. Uh, Didn't you talk a friend of ours into this, and now he has surpassed you? <laughs> no, Adam. Well, I started reading it independently, and it found I found out that Adam was reading it already, had read a lot of it already, if not all of it at the time. Because oh, okay. there have been a few books come out since then. Our obligated um, Adam talk about. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, he brought it up. Um, so yeah, I started uh, reading the series, and I I got really into it. It was before Game of Thrones, the TV show came out. I was debating whether I should read this or Game of Thrones, and I picked this. Mm. Um, and smart investment. I'm not disappointed because it is a phenomenal series. Um, and at the time I was at a job when I listened to audiobooks like all day and, you know, each one of these audiobooks is 60 hours. So mm. I was either reading on the bus, I would pick up on my headphones and I was just nonstop in it. I read the first six books pretty quickly and then I stopped and I try to get back into it every now and then, but it's either I don't have time or, you know, then I started listening to podcasts and that took up my time. I have a side tangent question okay. for you. When you listen to audiobook books, cause this is something I deal with. Do you refer to it as reading or listening? So in your case, you just said, I read through the first few books really quickly. I refer to it as reading because to me, I'm just, I'm, I I get the information. Jimmy? At the same pace. I usually say reading, even though I feel like I should be saying listening. Yeah, because like, I can. I feel like I have to qualify it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. me too. I usually, I always say I was listening to an audio book or something. I say read and then I immediately feel regret and have to backpedal. (laughs) So it goes something like this. Oh, I read the first few of those really quick. Well, actually, I listened to them on audiobook. Yeah. Well, the, with those, I was I, I was reading it faster. I could read it faster than listen. So when I was on the bus, I would read the physical book because oh, I would I get you. more so going in. back and forth. Yeah. So with those, I actually was like going back and That's forth. That's how I did Game of Thrones. Yeah. And and it was fine. It worked for me. Um, I, I, retained, I retained everything. But like, so whenever I try to get back into it at book six, I'm like, oh, there's a lot that happened. Like, I remember the big beats, mm. but I'm, I don't remember like the fine details or all the character names so recently i i listened to this guy who did like half hour reviews of all the books on the first six books so i'm trying to get back into it without having to reread the first six because there's still like eight more to go you don't want to have to pull a dan no i don't i don't want <laughs> whenever to do i re-engage in anything i have to completely start over from the beginning because i have no memory of it but it, it's a it's a wonderful series and i think like you know i do listen to a lot of podcasts but some of them i just <laughs> listen to to listen to um, and I could cut them out and be happy with it. Um, so I, I, I want to get back into this series hard and actually finish it as the series is completed now. Uh, is it there going to be a TV show or a movie, something like yeah, that? Yeah, actually, I think it's going to be on Amazon. Um, I actually, that's happening. There, there was like a really bad pilot that came out yeah. a few years back on like sci-fi or some garbage channel, but they are making a show. Yeah. Cool. Forgot about that. <clears throat> nice. Great. I have a small one this week. Okay. I'm talking myself, as you can hear in my voice in the last few episodes, I'm sick. So I'm trying to talk myself back into using a neti pot. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> you don't, Jimmy. Yes, I know what it is. It sounds like a dance hall. I watched a group. lot of commercials about this at work. So a neti pot, I think it's sort of originated in, in Eastern medicine, but there is some medical reasoning behind it, and it's it's actual actually real. You basically originally would use a small pot filled with warm uh, salinated like salted water um, and you would like pour it up your nose and it goes up your sinuses and out the other nostril oh and now like that could be like kind of difficult I never actually tried it but I don't like that you have to sort of like um, put your head in a certain angle and stuff yeah now they make ones that have like a squeezable plastic bottle so you just like pour this warm like salt water in there Put your head over the sink and squeeze it up your nose. Feels very strange. You have to like practice it. You have to monitor your breathing or else it'll come out your mouth, which is really gross. Yeah. But if you're constantly breathing in and out and you squirt it, it just goes up there and out the other side. It's a very disgusting process. But when you're <laughs> sick or right, like about to be sick, it actually does make you feel a lot better. It opens up your sinuses and it's a good way to get rid of like if you have a an infection it's a good way to get rid, like rid of some bacteria i don't like it at all what don't you like the I'd idea rather, of it i'd rather just take a medicated nose spray and break up all the mucus and blow my nose 
Oh, uh, it's kind of like that, but this goes all the way because it comes out the other side. Not feeling it. I don't like it. <laughs> Let me send you a video of me doing. You know, it. When you, not to get gross, but you know when you have like a really big boogie and yeah. it comes out, and you could like feel it pulling out like inside your head. Oh yeah. Ugh. It's relieving afterwards, but the yeah. process of it. Ugh. Well, yeah. it's not a fun process, but it does make you feel better. So, um. Like, typically, like some people will do this, like, pretty regularly. Like, even when they're feeling okay, they'll do it, like, once a week. It's just a way of, like, clearing things out. Hmm. And uh, I used to do it that much. And now I really only do it when I'm sick. And this time I didn't start early enough. So I didn't really feel any relief until I was, like, already at the worst part of my cold. So I'm just trying to get back into it. I'm trying to force myself because it's, it's not fun. <laughs> what a topic. <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out there. If anyone's into neti pots, hit me up. <laughs> Well, this week, I am trying to talk myself back into using my VR headset because it's a thing that I invested a lot of money into and it kind of just sat on a shelf for a while. Like yeah. a 3D television. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but I really like VR. I think it's something that people could really integrate into like more of their like modern lives. Like obviously now it's sort of like it's sort of like a, a toy. Like it's not really something that's like useful. It's a novelty. Yeah, it's more of a novelty at this point. But I think it's still a really cool way to like play games and stuff. Like there's an entire like you can play in the entirety of Resident Evil 7 in VR, which mm. is both scary and fascinating. <laughs> um because you're literally immersed in that world and like that game it basically takes place in like a really like like a shanty house like it's like all messed up and like there's these weird people that are chasing after you um sort of like deliverance it's like these people that are like creepy and stuff hillbillies yeah um but also like won't die like after you kill them and stuff but um so i I really like vr i think it's it's very cool there's a lot of really cool ways very cool there's a lot of really (laughs) cool games um like there's this game called super hot where it's a super interesting concept it's Basically, like you're in the VR world going into another VR world. It's like meta that Inception. way. Inception. Yeah, it is kind of like that. Um, but the game is you are um, you're going against like they're basically bots or whatever. But these people are trying to shoot you or whatever. But every time that you move, they start to move. So if you're completely still, nobody moves. So you have to like sort of like dodge bullets and stuff like that. But it could be moving very slowly. It's a very cool concept. Um, one of my favorite games on there, another one is called Beat Saber, which is sort of like Guitar Hero, but you're playing it with like lightsabers and you're hitting all the beats. Oh, I've seen that. I've heard of this. Yeah, it's a super fun game. One of my favorites on there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very cool headspace, uh, to be in and, um, I'm liking it. I'm, I'm happy to go back into it. What other mainstream games are available? Uh, mainstream games? It... (sighs) I don't think there's a lot of mainstream games that are there. Like, I feel like that's what the video game industry needs to do to make it cross over more. Yeah, like, I agree. Like you and I both just got the new Star Wars yep. um, Jedi game. And that would be very interesting to me to play in VR. Yeah, I mean, there are some Star Wars things like that, um, but they're not like fully fleshed out games. They're not like 16 hour games that you would sit down and play. Right. Like I know the Oculus system has... um. I forget what it's called. You know, the, all the Star Wars ki- games have like very similar names. Yeah, I don't but know. But there's something, there's a Darth Vader game that yeah. they're releasing sort of like one stage at a time. Have you heard about that? No. It gets very good reviews, but you pay like nine ninety nine to do like one level and they yeah. come out like once every three or four months. Yeah. I think that is another thing that you need to start making games that are longer or maybe more like feature length AAA titles. Yeah. Um, but it is a kind of a lot too because you also don't want to be in a VR headset for that long. Like That's two hours, point. two hour sessions are probably or else you maximum. get trapped forever, right? Yeah, you get trapped. <laughs> okay. for, you die in the game. You die for real. Um, but That's real commitment. <laughs> new idea, new concept. You heard it here first. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, so it is interesting. I, I'm always excited to see where technology is moving. Technology. I, I'm always interested in seeing um, like new innovations and stuff. So VR is fun. I just got my niece a gift certificate to a VR arcade. Yeah, that's cool. Who knew I could have just brought her to our cousin Jimmy's house? That's true. (laughs) 
Back in the 90s, BoJack Horseman was on a very famous TV show. Wow. Which is... I know that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, the very, that's the end title song. I, Back in the 90s, I was on a very famous TV show. Um, yeah, that's... Um, so, I am very excited about this episode. Okay. This is my favorite Netflix show. Wow. It is possibly my favorite show of all time. Wow. This is... How would you guys feel if I said this is a prestige I wouldn't agree with you. Animated TV show. I've heard that. It is. It absolutely is. What makes it prestige? Um, it deals with a lot of like humanistic, like feeling shit. When I feeling think, shit. When yeah. I think prestige, obviously there's going to be a good story, great acting, all that. But I think of a certain look, like cinematic. This has those episodes. <laughs> I guarantee it. Why are you confronting him when you haven't seen it? Huh? Just I don't. I'm open to it. So this show is it, 2D animation. That's I don't you love animation. Yeah, but I don't I don't consider 2D animation to be like beautifully cinematically. Well, you're very narrow minded, well, even though we don't like anime. That can be very cinematic and beautiful. OK, Jim. this is a multi Emmy award. Got TV him. Show. Um, Go ahead, Jim. I won your fight for you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so this show it follows Bojack Horseman, who was on a show called Horsing Around that uh, it, it's sort of like Full House. He's a bit of a Danny Tanner. Um, it, and this is talking about like his life after the show and how he's sort of struggling with like being that actor. Like he was uh, he was the horse from horsing around. So he's and, a has been. Yeah, kind of. And but I mean, he's made a ton of money on that show. Like he lives in a mansion. Um, he keeps um, uh, this guy around just like to like have to like hang out with Todd Chavez, who is portrayed by Aaron Paul. Mm -hmm. uh, he's in the show. Um, Bojack Horseman is uh, voiced by... Um, Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Yes, I couldn't... I almost said Will This Fortnite. is my favorite show, Dan. I don't know if you know, <laughs> but I know everything about it. Yeah. Um, and um, the first season sort of like deals with him. Um, uh, he's sort of like going back and, and thinking about his life because he is trying to get a memoir written by uh, about him um, who's written by a ghostwriter named Diane. And it's about like their relationship and how like they start to become friends and stuff. And <laughs> it sort of goes through his past uh, with this first step with this first season. And um, I think the show is very funny. Uh, it, very has a, cool. it has a, a very deadpan sense of humor. Um, although I will say the first six episodes of the show, people thought were like, okay. Um, but as the season progresses, people start to really sort of understand where the show's going and like sort of shows those prestige elements. So I am going to have you guys watch the first season. What? Which How is, many episodes is that? It's 12 episodes, half hour episodes. It's better than 12 okay. of Downton Abbey or whatever the hell we had to watch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Ricky. Yes. Uh, from my understanding, which is very little about Bojack Horseman, mm -hmm. he is an anthropomorphic horse. Yes, he is. Are other characters anthropomorphic animals? Yes. So this world is sort of like in between. It's it's about like humans and animals living together. It's not about that. That just happens to so be. So there the are setting. some regular humans. Yes, there are. Like Diane is a regular human. His agent is a cat. Um, do they address any of this? Nope. This is just the setting. Like there are obviously it's jokes about it. Okay. There's a lot of jokes. Um, there are uh, a lot of puns that were, that are happening, like names of like certain celebrities that you will recognize that are in well, the show. His, his last name is Horseman and he's sort yeah, of like a, he's a horseman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's a Bojack as well. <laughs> so this show has, um, a lot of cool things about it. The continuity in the show is very cool. Very um, cool. very cool. And uh, like I said, the sense of humor is really good. Um, really good. <laughs> and um, I don't know. You guys just have to watch it. Hopefully you guys like it. Neither of you have seen any of these episodes. I right? have. You have. So I've uh -oh. seen like the first two maybe. And okay. I think I've seen the first one two or three times. And I don't know why I didn't continue because it wasn't bad because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people I like in it, which is why I started watching it when the first season came yep. out. And I don't know why I never continued. I have no reason for it. Yeah. 
I've never seen any of it. I've heard a lot of popular buzz about it, but very nondescript. I don't know any spoilers or anything. Yeah. So this show, um, although it it does sort of start off, I wouldn't say weak because I think it is still like a a really good like not not sitcom because it's not a sitcom, but it does start off very like as a decent animated series. But as the show goes on, like I said, it gets those more prestige elements, um, a lot of like humanistic like like i said feeling shit they add a lot of depth a lot of depth um definitely some like multi-dimensional characters in the show um the acting is really good um the writing is great and uh i hope you guys are talked into it because this is like this was number one on my list since we started this podcast because i I think i'll be talked into it if i if i'm like made to watch it (laughs) because no i mean i liked what i saw and then i think i try to restart it and then for whatever reason i finished but like paul f tompkins is in it there's a lot of comedians he's really funny um he plays mr peanut butter who's a dog i'm looking forward to it yeah so you want us to watch all 12 episodes of the first season. Yes. And it's available on Netflix. Yes, it is a Netflix produced show and it's the only Netflix show that was syndicated on television. It's on Comedy Central. Oh, interesting. Mm, yeah. So, very cool. Uh, yeah, very cool. So I hope you guys like it. I am super excited to rewatch the first season. Uh, we're doing this episode because the last part of the last season is airing right before this episode drops. So it'll be in the, the cultural, cultural zeitgeist. zeitgeist. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope you guys like it and are talked into it and uh, can catch up. You probably guys probably won't catch up before the end of the season, but it's okay because it's a Netflix show. You can just stream it all. So until they decide it's no longer appropriate for us to stream any longer and take it away. Jimmy. Sure. Has Bojack Horseman made you a clopper? No. I hate that I know what that is, but no. (laughs) Google it on a work computer. See you in two weeks. Okay, fellas. There it is. Back in the 90s, I was in a famous TV show. Oh, yeah? What was it called? Horsing Around. You were? Yeah, I was the horse. Wow. You were the horse from Horsing Around? You're Bojack Horseman? So, Jeff. Dan. It's been a few weeks. A few of them. We watched 12 whole episodes of BoJack Horseman. We did. Per the insistence of Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be spoiling the heck out of them. So if you haven't seen season one of BoJack Horseman and you want to know the secrets, listen. <laughs> if you don't want to know the secrets, pause and go watch them. It is a weirdly spoilery episode or show. Yeah. yeah um, I had heard, as you explained, that this was sort of like prestige and dramatic and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it's, that probably just means it's like a well-written cartoon. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty prestige. There's actually some like episodes that end and then the next one starts the next scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um and there's definitely through things that carry on and yeah, like so the continuity is very rich. Apparently I watched seven episodes of this, yeah. but I only remembered half of one. Because I don't remember <laughs> anything. It was like a brand new show. I might have fallen asleep. I don't know. Who knows? Could have happened. So a funny thing happened to me this oh, week. Oh boy. I had some notes on this. Oh, boy. And they disappeared. I'd oh rather not boy. say how. So Did you leave? Never mind. I anyways, I, I don't think we need to really dwell on episode by episode. That's a lot of content. No. I started to at first, but I always have that habit because I don't know. Again, like when we do this, I don't know what's going to be important. Um, there so, is a big through storyline with yes. this too that we can sort of like hit upon like yeah there are some specific episodes that are really important and like do stand out as a standalone episode but Jimmy why don't you start set up the <clears throat> ongoing stories sure we'll talk about some characters that are in the show yeah sure uh, so we start off with um, a clip of the show horsing around that uh, Bojack was on back in the 90s. And um, we sort of get a little bit of that. And then he's being interviewed by, I guess, like a Charlie Rose kind of character. Might even be actually Charlie Charlie Rose. Rose. Um, Which is funny because they use Charlie Rose. But then the other interviewer guy throughout the show is just a Ryan Seacrest type, which I thought was funny. Yeah. There's a lot of like weird character things with this show. And that's just part of why I love it. Um, But yeah, it, it starts with Bojack just kind of like hitting you right off saying that life is just like one big kick to the urethra. Yeah. And um uh, it, it sort of does set the tone of the show and like how he's just like he's supposed to be like this big successful guy and he just never really got his big break even though he had that show 
He's kind of a has-been, and yeah, is what it seems. Yeah, he's made all this money. He lives on this mansion on the hill, but uh, he doesn't really do anything. Yeah. So with this first episode, we're we're introduced to a bunch of characters that he's around. Um, there's his uh, ex-girlfriend, man- ex-girlfriend, on slash, again, off again, yeah, slash manager, Princess Carolyn, who yep. is voiced by Amy Sedaris, I believe. Yep. And Mr. Peanut Butter, who is voiced by Paul F. Tompkins, mm-hmm. who is uh, I'm a huge fan of. And he's yeah, great. He yeah. does a lot of voices of like side characters in the show, too. And yeah. Mr. Peanut Butter is a dog who was in a 90s sitcom that is a blatant ripoff of yeah. BoJack's yeah. 90s sitcom. Instead of a horse raising kids, it's a dog. Is this a crossover episode? Yeah. And there's, there's Todd, who's a human, uh, voiced by Aaron Paul. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jimmy was alluding to the autobiographer. Diane? Diane, The yes, ghostwriter. Yes. And we should say Todd is Bojack's sort of best friend, but yeah, also so, freeloader that lives on his couch. Yeah, we've yeah. all had somebody who just, like, helps you move and then, like, crashes on a couch and just stays there forever. So I relate to <laughs> I that. I feel like that's, like, in your life. It would be, like, is your Todd. Didn't want to name names, but yeah. <laughs> was my Todd. And Diane, um, you know, the through storyline of this season is that Bojack has been trying to write an autobiography, and it's going horribly yeah uh so the publisher um sends him a ghostwriter which is supposed to help him and it's diane nyan Nguyen. Nguyen? yeah uh and and she's voiced by allison brie yeah so the voice cast is pretty stellar in this whole show it mm-hmm. is um, which is why i was originally attracted to it the first time i started watching it yeah because i'm a fan of everybody on the show yeah amy sedaris and um, and pat and oswald plays pinky penguin uh-huh. um but he also plays other characters too like yep. in the next episode he was the navy seal the, yes. that was a seal <laughs> yeah um so i thought i was like this would be great if he's in every single episode but as a different character <laughs> i think i only heard him in three uh yeah he's only in a few of these but it's very funny there's also jk simmons who's the turtle and he goes yep. cha cha yeah, which I laughed at for this episode. <laughs> That's his only line in this one episode. He just goes ha cha cha. Well, it's interesting that you talk about laughing because I watched the first four episodes in one sitting, and I noticed that I did not laugh once. Really, I did not find it super funny. So there's a, there's two types of humor in the show that are pulled off well. I think mm-hmm. there's puns that are just thrown everywhere whether it's in a line delivered or in the background because it's an it's a world full of like anthropomorphic animals and humans and they're like really quick things like there's one part where um carolyn's outside and there's a lulu lemming sign in the background yeah i like all yeah and she like dips her her tea in the the cup but it's actually catnip like that stuff is funny and sometimes i'm like huh like, right that's out loud yeah but it's like npr humor you like smile because it's smart <laughs> but you don't really ever laugh no but there's some yeah. stuff that said like the acting is so good and the timing is great like i've laughed out loud quite a bit throughout this show maybe not like the entirety of an episode most of it was like with a grin and a smirk yeah. and then all of a sudden like something would be said and i'm just like tickled silly I guess my expectations weren't set properly and not necessarily by Jimmy, but just what I've heard throughout society. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was like a real knee slapper. I thought this was like really no. over the top funny and I didn't find it to be that. No, it's not. I'm not saying it wasn't enjoyable. Yeah. There's other redeeming qualities about it, but just saying like my first introduction, the first few, four episodes, unlike Jeff, I had not seen anything. I was like, hmm, this is not as funny as I thought it was going to be. Um, uh, although I will say probably my favorite type of humor in this is animals doing animal things. <laughs> that is pretty good. It, yeah. Like everything is so good. Like, uh, Princess Carolyn, uh, jumped out of the, or she got like thrown out of the car yeah. and she like lands on her feet. lands on her feet. Birds fly away as soon as like Bojack yells. Um, I think the, the first time I laughed out loud was towards the middle of the season when Mr. Peanut Butter, um, someone like comes to the door. Mm-hmm. And he just starts going crazy, like oh, yeah. barking. He's like, someone at the door? Is that the door? Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you that I think... Um, Dude, what about in episode two? The The main story was that uh, the media says Bojack is against the troops. Yeah. Because he finds some muffins in the produce aisle. He picks them up and he goes to buy them. And there's a seal that placed them there to hide them because he wanted... This is the last one he wanted to buy them. And then the seal goes on TV, which is CNN, when mm-hmm. there's a whale host, which is funny yeah. or um, msnbc i believe it was yeah whatever yeah, it was one of it, those. it's funny yeah um and then bojack calls in and they're getting into an argument about dibs 
And it was like, I laughed out loud <laughs> about that because it was played seriously. It was yeah. like an episode of Seinfeld. But yeah. Animated. And I knew that was going to work well for you because you also hate the troops. <laughs> wow. Just Says kidding. the guy who said no to lost ground by defeater. <laughs> um, we have like a through storyline like Bojack Horseman. <laughs> yeah. Does. So we should talk about, I mean, we got a little bit into like the writing of the uh, biography becomes clear that Bojack is interested in painting his past and his life through rose tinted glasses. Let's just say he wants everything to seem great. He had this great parental life. He does great things. He's like a heroic leader of a person. And, uh, Diane is learning that's not really the case. And, um, at the same time, there's this sort of love triangle storyline between, uh, Diane and her boyfriend, Mr. Peanut butter, which, pisses bojack off a lot yeah and bojack who's developing feelings for diane yeah what'd you guys think about these two like main overarching plots i mean jimmy obviously enjoyed it because jimmy's talking about <laughs> it jeff what did you think i think that the biography story was a good way to keep the show grounded and not going off in like weird ways right yeah so you're keeping them in these like pretty much same locations like they do go to boston at one point um, but it's, it's just keep, there's a reason for everyone to be in a certain place, like these weird characters. Um, and also to fill in a lot of narrative about Bojack's past. Exactly. So without yeah. giving like an exposition dump, you're treated to these little bits throughout the season and Bojack is forced to be with Diane. So you see the budding romance and at the end, the falling apart of it or turning into a friendship kind of thing. So I thought that was a really good storyline. And did you see it coming the way it turned out, which is that Diane Diane's draft that she turns in at the end of the season is a pretty scathing look. So at- I thought that that's when the, sh- the sh- I understood why people like the show. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty late in, in the series. I took all these notes. I'm not even looking at them. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's Diane, a good thing. It means it made an impression. So so Diane turns in the, um, well, it's also good because I fell asleep during one episode and I don't have notes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a very comfortable chair and it happens often. Um, she she turns in, like, the first draft and, draft and she, like, leaks it to BuzzFeed and it's scathing. And it Well, really, she leaks it because Bojack throws a fit and says that right. he's not going to publish Cause it. Because he, he read the first draft and it was true, but he didn't want true. He wanted, like, the Trump deal book. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it paints him as somebody who can make a deal when really he's actually terrible at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's what it did. So then there was, like... It we was, go getting political again. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry for the people who don't like politics, except I'm not, because this is the world that you live in and you wanted. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I forgot what we were talking about. You're saying that that's when you first realized oh, yeah, that because this was like, more than a regular animated the show. The show, it's such a silly show. Like, there's one part, I don't know how I didn't laugh at this, Dan, but in the third episode called Prickly Muffin, there's a character called Sextina Aquafina, and she's a dolphin <laughs> with boobs, and she has a song called My Clitoris is Ginormous. That was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know how you did it, like, just guffaw at it, because it was so great. I don't know. But it's, I thought it was like that kind of humor, and I'm cool with that. But then it gets to like this, you're attached to it. It's kind of like Jim and Pam in The Office, right? Mm. Like, it's a hilarious show. Yeah, it's a hilarious show, but then you're drawn into this drama, and that's what makes a great comedy show. And I've never seen it done with this style of 2D animation before. I agree with you. It feels like the series takes a turn a little bit past the midway point, episode-wise. Yep. Mm-hmm. And... um we do get a lot of silly stuff in the first half that doesn't seem to be coming back as much in the second half. Like, there is a lot of table still, setting, There's a though. lot of silly stuff throughout. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, like in episode three, we were introduced with Sarah Lynn, who is one of the actresses on BoJack Kristen Shaw? Yes. Was yeah, one of the best guests. There's a lot of good guest voices. But she, she becomes like a bigger character. Yeah, yeah. she does. Season. Yeah. Um, so also, like... I, 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 I thought, wanted to say one thing, though, because you sort of started this... Um, that moment when Bojack freaks out after reading the first draft, because they did such a good job of laying the groundwork of this budding relationship between them, and they showed a little bit of the conflict with Diane. She, I mean, she was dating Mr. Peanut Butter and mm-hmm. loved him, but you could tell she sort of was developing feelings for Bojack, too. When he comes out and like goes nuts on her after reading her draft about how it's terrible... She's like crushed. And I was like, oh, man, I yeah, and, don't think I've ever seen an animated he's like, sh- series do this. He's like, I'm not telling you this as a friend. I'm telling you this as a boss. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like looking for validation. That was mm-hmm. like real painful to watch. 
so yeah um it was definitely interesting to me it felt sort of like two different series uh even like things that are played up for absurdist humor end up becoming more dramatic like in, in episode three with sarah lynn uh bojack and her have sex and she's 30 years old now but he was her tv dad yeah and these two like birds take photos of them and they're gonna blackmail bojack and it comes back a couple times and i'm like wow mm-hmm. this is gonna be another thread then all of a sudden it like turns out to be nothing yeah and they it just, just they end out. it. yeah they yeah. end it but i was like that's so cool that they have this like ongoing thing it's not like i mean Simpsons has recurring characters and things yeah. that happen, but no really like yeah. The ongoing. continuity is at a different level, right? And like Family Guy is just you know I'm just using these big shows as an example, but even Rick and Morty, like we saw that they have yeah. these ongoing things, but each episode you could watch on its own, mm-hmm. and you could watch a BoJack episode on its own, but you really need more context to get a lot of the jokes because yeah. even the jokes are built on jokes, right? And and sometimes the the continuity is the joke. Like exactly. through the rest of the series, in an early episode, um, in a drunken stupor, Bojack steals the D off the Hollywood sign. It's my favorite ongoing yeah. joke in this I entire know, show. I know from that, that point on, and it shows up everywhere, and it's so funny. Not just shows up, they but they, they only refer to the town as Hollywood. <laughs> Like but, going forward. Uh, so this show came out when I was in college and we had this friend, Sam, and uh, we watched th- this was my I, first I like episode. how you said had. I hope this story ends tragically. <laughs> no, he still <laughs> he fell off the D of the Hollywood sign. And we died. just don't talk anymore, but he's still a cool guy. Um, but this is the first episode I ever watched and we were watching it all together and uh, he steals the D and then they all start calling the place Hollywood. And he said, remember, because they did that before. <laughs> <laughs> even was, like another running continuity joke is the i'm a zoe or i'm a zelda yeah that's another one and, too and it's a good the, one. the the ottoman that was burned yes yep. it remains just like trashed until eventually they get rid of it but it's these little things in the background and even like not necessarily continuity but even like the style of art is pretty simple while also being extremely detailed. Mm-hmm. Like they have under the couch, like the camera angle, you can see All the like crap under garbage. And so like they yeah. drew individual pieces of garbage in the background yeah. and there's like an ongoing pop tart joke. Well, and that becomes a plot a point too because the receipt, the, the thing that I was referencing yeah. that starts out as an absurd idea, but ends up being played for dramatic effect is, um, Oh, I just forgot his name. Todd Todd's uh, rock opera. That was yeah. a really funny episode, which is ridiculous and horrible. But then you find <laughs> out towards the end of the episode that um, Bojack sort of engineered for it to fail. Yeah. He used character actress Margot Martindale. Yeah. Who's a real actress. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's throughout the entire show, too. And she's only referred to as character actress Margot Martindale. <laughs> and uh, as Jeff referenced uh, later on in this in the se- season, um, Todd reaching under the couch finds the receipt for the video game that bojack had him purchase basically decapathon seven yeah which you think is going to be like this brutal game and then it's (laughs) It's tetris Tetris. (laughs) so he starts to realize so it becomes like a big like turning point in their friendship and i was like oh that's an interesting thing to do yeah but yeah i mean then we should talk about the end of the season um which is that like as we said like diane's novel uh bojack's not happy with it and he's gonna like just can the whole thing and write his own so diane realizes that she deserves some credit for all this work that she's put in so she leaks the first chapter to buzzfeed and it goes viral Mm -hmm. and um i don't remember exactly what came of that they decided to publish it right the way it was so bojack wanted to rewrite the biography so he enlisted the help of todd and sarah lynn and they got (laughs) a bunch of drugs and that episode was great yeah Yeah, it was super trippy exactly yeah that's one of these artsy episodes where it's sort of like because they change like art styles occasionally and Mm -hmm. a couple times yeah and uh i love when shows do stuff so then he turns in his draft of his new book to um and oswald's (laughs) penguin publisher and he's like this isn't even a book. He's like, <laughs> he's like, it's got recipes for guacamole, and then there's a whole section of links to embedded YouTube video clips. <laughs> he's like, that's not a book. So he's like, yeah, you're right. So did they end up publishing Diane's book? Yeah, they do. Because there was a big like buzz for it on the internet. Yep, at, and at the end too. We're skipping ahead a little bit because I, I do want to. I do want to go back and talk about something specific, but uh, we do get at the end where Bojack is up on. I don't remember where he is, but he's up like on the rooftop of something. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked him to sign the book. Oh, okay. Um. So I think I know what you want to address. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, we sort of glossed over the fact that. Through a series of sort of like 
I'm not scared. Are you scared? Escalations. Diane ends up married to Mr. Peanut Butter. Uh, yeah, th- that that is something that we could talk about too. But I was referring to Herb Kazaz as well. Oh, okay. I mean, well, basically, like they talk. Mr. Peanut Butter proposes, and she's like, "I love you. I I guess we can get married." And then there's always doubt, even after the marriage. She's just yeah. like, "Yeah, we're yeah. married." Yeah, but it keeps moving up faster and faster. Mr. Peanut Butter's like, well, why do we have to wait? Let's do it now and let's do it. Yeah. And they end up married. But like Jeff says, it's sort of like a whirlwind thing where she just sort of didn't say no. Like yeah. she never really seems like super into being married to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what were you going to say, Jim? Oh, uh, well, I, I did like the through line story of um, of Bojack's old, the the showrunner of uh, Horse yes. and Around, Herb Kazaz. Yeah. Um, I do like the through storyline with him because it goes back to uh, the eighties in eighties, yeah, where uh, the generic eighty song. <laughs> oh yeah, that was good. And too. then they come back in the nineties, <laughs> yeah, and it's like a grungy, yeah, it's yeah, good, like generic nineties grunge song. Yeah. Everyone is in flannel. So we see um, Bojack and we see Herb uh, doing stand up, uh-huh. and um, basically Herb uh, eventually is going to be going into uh, like the show producing, like. Some people came to him asking if they can produce a show, and then he asked Bojack to do it. And um, we see that they have a falling out eventually, too. And um, there's also another character, too, that Herb was in a relationship with early on, and uh, that that might be uh, going into the show later on. Yeah, I forget her name. She's a deer. Yeah, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, either. But she does come back, and it is an important part of, a, well, of yeah, the series. Cause, cause Bojack does Bojack. have these reoccurring fantasies of ending up with her yeah, and like, like, living yeah. happily Stripping ever after. Yeah, like a little baby. Yep, I think that might even be the next season where that gets uh, addressed. <laughs> Jimmy. Um, Spoiler yeah. alert, yeah, really. you don't know if I'm going to watch but it But we should say that the reason why Herb and Bojack had a falling out is because Herb was getting fired from the show because they found out he was gay. Yep. And Bojack was like, "I'm I'm going to stand with you." I'm like, "If they fire you, I'm quitting." And and then <laughs> the producers were basically like, "Yeah, we're you're going to be staying." And, yeah. Uh, and he's like, "Okay." So he just went along with it, and that yeah. was it falling out. And then recently, Herb has been diagnosed with cancer and is mm-hmm. dying Which of is cancer. Super light for a comedy show yeah. featuring an anthropomorphic horse. <laughs> yeah. So Bojack and Diane and sort of Todd go to visit him oh yeah and uh they have like a very nice visit and they reminisce and everything seems to be good and then bojack like asks for his forgiveness and and he's like no he's like i don't forgive you i'll never forgive you for what you did you ruined my life yeah that was just dark yeah it was a really dark episode and that was one that was the one f-bomb in the season Oh, I didn't um, even notice that. Yeah. You said get I, the f*** out of my house. I was going to say that because they do swear sometimes, yep. usually like light swears, but they do it for with ultimate effect because yep. they hold back and they don't just say effity this, effity that. <clears throat> when they do say it, it's powerful and hilarious because yep. when, when he said that, you're like, wow, if this was a drama, that would be like really emotional. But it's also super funny because of the timing and how everything happens before and after it. Yep. So then... um. Back to where we were talking about the book being published. All of a sudden, Bojack is like getting noticed, like around Hollywood. He's got a yep. little bit of buzz. Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood. Thank you. And uh, um, they basically like ask him what project he wants to work on. He wants to work on Secretariat. It's what he's always wanted to do. It's the yep. part he was born to play. Yeah, that was also a very good episode. It. They too. talk about it several times yep. throughout the series. How he wants to be Secretariat. Uh, yep. That the beginning of that episode, we find um, John Krasinski playing uh, Secretariat in the very beginning. Yep, and uh, he's addressing Bojack's question on like Johnny Carson, basically, and um, he's basically saying like you have to keep moving forward. You have to do what you want, and immediately, I think it's like. Five well, he's like run later. away he's like if things get tough just run away yeah and then we cut to uh secretary on a bridge and he commits suicide yeah <laughs> yeah I-, I thought that was a great episode opener yeah and and so bojack um basically the season ends with bojack is going to be making the secretariat movie yep um they tried to cast andrew garfield but <laughs> yeah, he likes Mondays and lasagna. Yeah. And uh, he injured. He broke every bone in his full body, falling through a floor of a, a store that Todd had built. Again, it's just continuity yeah. on continuity. But yep. um, so they turn to Bojack as the fill in. And coincidentally, um, Diane uh, has decided to accept a job since she literally wrote the book on Secretariat. Yeah. Asked her to be uh, like the, the expert on the on the shoot and and as a 
what's her name princess um carolyn princess carolyn says like your job is to basically sit there and then once a week say secretary it wouldn't do that <laughs> so yeah. she's gonna do that and uh there's a really sweet moment in, in the last episode where they're sitting there's a big party i th- is it for diane and mr peanut butter's wedding I don't remember what the party's for. Uh, I, I don't what remember what the wedding. But anyways, there was like a big party and Bojack's like out on the roof and Diane comes out there and they're like having a moment and yep. just sort of like saying that it's going to be nice to work together and stuff. And Bojack admits that he l- enjoyed the book. Yeah. And that's, and then like the camera pans out and they play closer by Tegan and Sarah. Yep. And <laughs> that's I was how like, the season ends. Wow. It's all connected. <laughs> I know. I, the I talk me to continuity that. is just I know. strong today. And that season, that scene is not a comedy. No, it's no. not at all. And then like even like they could have gone for like some last ditch joke at the end with the song or something and it wasn't there and I was like, "Oh, this is like a drama pretty much this show." Mhm. And um uh, I mean, we're pretty much at the end. I guess I can kind of give my final push and then we can get some overall thoughts. Yeah. Um, so final push is the show just keeps on getting better. Um, I, I feel that this is an extremely strong season. Yeah, the first half is definitely more like slapstick. There's a lot of like dry humor and comedy. Uh, but obviously the show picked up and was getting more into a drama than a comedy. And I just think that's really cool. There's always, uh, I would say like every season, there's at least one, maybe two episodes where you're like, wow, that was really good. And like, they go in like weird directions with it. So that's my final push. It just keeps on getting better. Uh, Dan, how about you give your overall thoughts? My overall thoughts is that it feels like a tale of two shows to me. Mm. It feels like a pretty standard comedic animated series. Reminded me a lot of um, The Simpsons or King of the Hill. Not as, abs- I mean, there's absurd moments, but it's not as crazy as South Park or um, yeah. Family Guy. Um so some of that stuff I thought was more successful than other things. Um, but the second half and the dramatic moments um, really felt like a different show that just happened to be animated. So um, I guess I kind of feel conflicted as to what it's going to be going forward. And am I going to see, is it turning into a drama? Um, is it going to be this sort of dichotomy of two different vibes? Uh, that's that's sort of where I'm conflicted. I will say they do sort of mesh more uh as like a comedy and drama as the show goes on. Well, there's seven seasons total. Mm-hmm. So there's, no, there's a lot not. more. Episodes. I there's five, I believe. Oh, five, I no. there's, there's currently six. On yes. Netflix. Jeff's right. And oh, there's, there's six? a new season. All right. So, out, well, half a season. It's going to be the end of season six. Just call it season. They're calling I hate it the final that. episodes according to Netflix. Yeah. Um, one other thing I had to say, like overall thoughts. Um, I, I thought the art, was fine i thought like for a show that's sort of pushing boundaries as much as this i thought it would have pushed a little bit more i think with the art on the surface it looks simple but it's not it's the design is like it's flat it seems pretty simple but the animation is very fluid and they do some unique stuff and they do integrate 3d and camera like weird camera Mm -hmm. angles but the introduction pretty well yeah the introduction and they do it through some other parts Mm -hmm. a lot of times like on long shots but and I, I think it's just edited really well. So mm-hmm. like actually looking at it is better than you would think just by seeing a still from it. Yeah. Like I was really encouraged by the drugs episode and I would hope that going forward, they <laughs> would like push the boundaries a little bit more. I, one thing I think was like very successful was the the voice acting. I think yep. they did a yep. great job casting and like um, as fans of Breaking Bad like to see Aaron Paul in the role of Todd is so different. Yeah. But ends up working so much to their advantage because he can bring like real gravitas to like these dramatic moments at the end of the season and like his anger for Bojack and stuff. Yep. Jeff, do you have any overall thoughts? Nothing that hasn't been said. Okay. Is, that's Jeff my that's think. my catchphrase. <laughs> no, but I mean, like I just said, the animation is really good. The the cast is what originally drew me to it in the yeah. first place, and they they kill it throughout. Um, and j- just ask the question, Jim. Okay. You, you know our answers. Just just ask the question. Dan and Jeff, did I talk you into BoJack Horseman? Yes. yes. I really wanted to say no so my answer could be nay. Oh. <laughs> but, 
but it's a yes. It has to be a yes. It's it's so much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it is. It is, but I didn't feel that way until the last like chunk of episodes, like the last four or five. Which is what I said in the first half. The first four or five, I was like, why did Jimmy make us watch an entire season? Exactly. Like, I saw the threads. I was like, this is good. I have my answer. I took a lot of notes. Most of them are on specific jokes because I don't know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, but like towards the end, they thinned out because like I already know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You, It makes sense. There's a story. Yep. Well, see, that's the thing is I had to change my entire outlook of why I was watching the show. So the first few episodes, I was like, this is fine. But like, it was hard for me to keep coming it back was still to watch yes. it. Even after one episode. For me, like, it was I was like, yeah, this is good. Then episode four, I was like, yes, I like it. I get it. And at first I was like, this isn't a bingey show. Because there's, there's a lot of shows mm. I like. Even like It's Always Sunny. I can watch like three in a row. And then on the fourth, I'm like, okay, I'll watch some more later. The end of the season is bingey though. Because the yeah. continuity pushes from one episode into the yep. next. And I was like, I can't stop now. I need to know <laughs> what happens. Well, that, that was my point. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's very good. Yeah, um, and it's like again, like I had to change my mindset because now, like, I want to keep watching because I want to know what happens with the characters, and that's not typically something you say about an am- animated comedy sitcom or a comedy sitcom in general. They're like the characters are showing real growth and progression, which is what yep. propels you into like further episodes. There's a lot of character development throughout this entire show, and like. Bojack makes some bad decisions and but he also really like a big push in the end of this season is like his relationship with Diane is interesting because not only is he sort of falling in love with her but he also views her she's his ghostwriter so he views her as like his conscience so yeah. he's like I need you to tell me that you think I'm a good man yep and that's like some that's some deep shit yeah it's good I'm, it's good I'm glad it's you guys good. like it I've been wanting to talk about this for but we're at a year of recording talk me into uh next episode is officially going to be a year that we're wow. recording yep um so yeah i'm happy that we're finally here well and it's funny because we talk a lot about um like close calls like things that we we're not sure if we're talked into it or not talked into it yeah and um this to me i wouldn't say it was a close call but it was the biggest turnaround yep because i went from like i knew it would be with you i went from like i don't even really like this and it's kind of a slog to like i really like this and i was i didn't start it last night just because i was tired but i was like fully anticipating on like starting season two yeah already jimmy we found dan's queer eye <laughs> i think so you did i didn't find it it's good <laughs> i mean it might be up there like so far touche amore is like still my biggest talk me into but if season two is as good as the second half of season one then oh boy it's good <laughs> yeah all right. Jimmy looks like he's ready to cry right now. No, I'm just really he's happy. He's so happy because he, he always gets no's because he picks bad stuff. <laughs> and guys, it's not a coming of age story. Well, Jimmy's in, in podcast time, he's already 25. But in real life, he's about to turn 25. And for yeah. the last 25 years, I've been forcing Jimmy to like things. And now he's starting to force me to like things. Yeah. Wow. So next week, we are going to continue this theme of anthropomorphic characters. Oh, and oh boy. I am going to talk you and the world into the comic book character, Usagi Yojimbo. God bless you. <laughs> that was I've yeah. been waiting for that one all day. <laughs> that was that. Wow. I hope the response that you got was a lot better in your head. No, it was that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's going to be fun. We'll get more into that next week. And um it's a comic, right? You're having a read a comic? Yes. I was thinking it's about... It's a multimedia character. I okay. was thinking about um, adding some other stuff. Oh, it's just going to be comics. Okay. Right. And it'll be in the show notes for you this coward. show and the next show. Oh, if you really want me to, Dan, I will ruin your life. <laughs> Do it. I can, I can make this really painful for you. Make us read comics, watch cartoons, and look at that poster that I bought you. That's still in a tube. I have to frame it. It's so nice. I hate you. <laughs> Jimmy, where can people find the podcast on the internet? They can find us at Talk Me Into on Twitter and Talk Me Into on Facebook. If you're one of those weird people who still looks up a podcast on Facebook, uh, you can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Talk Me Into, where I am going to be posting a uh, tutorial on how I record the show. Uh, I shot it. I haven't edited it yet, so hopefully it's up there by the time you're hearing this. Wait, yeah. it's a video? Yeah. Oh, my video, God. I didn't even yeah. know this. This is news to me. Yeah. Join our Patreon. Join our aunt. 
And also, I would. Uh, She's just my friend. I, I also said that I'd give a shout out to a friend of mine. Her name is Abby, and she made a book called uh, Take a Hike. And um, if you follow her on Twitter, it's under it's Abby underscore Layton, I believe. And um, and yeah. when will it be when will we be receiving our free copies of the book? Won't be, but I actually have an extra copy of it if you guys want to borrow it. It's a it's a book that's uh, illustrating all the national parks in the the, the country. Oh, Very I saw cool. you plugging that on Twitter. I would yeah. actually enjoy looking at that. Yeah, it's really nice. So uh, follow her. I'll put her handle in the show notes, and uh, you'll get some information on where you can find it. And it's really good. I really like it. Huzzah! Yeah, Dan. Where can people find you online? You could find me in all the national parks. Oh, <laughs> every all of one them. of them at I, the same time. What if her book was secretly like a Where's Waldo, but just me <laughs> hidden in the national park? It's <laughs> a little Dan in Yosemite. <laughs> We'll have, waving. A, we'll have a talk me into edition where it's like that. I'm like in the steam of old, old reliable. Yeah. Old reliable. Old faithful. What is it called? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they parodied it in Beavis and Butthead do America. And now I can't remember which is the real name. <laughs> Any I'm on Twitter. Danny underscore breakdown. Check me out. Jeff. Yeah. I'm on Instagram at large hard on Collider and on Twitter at JE5F27. JEFFF27. Jimmy. They can find me at Son of a Fitch, S O N N E B A F I T C H. It's like Son of a Bitch. Wow. My last name. By the way, that's working for you. That that memorability memorability? Is that a word? <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that in episode 50. Yes. You were the only one that Dante remembered to plug. Yes, it was. <laughs> that I have no clue for. And I've been saying Jeff with five Fs at number 27, trying to get it to stick. And it just, no, it just hasn't. Got to be the pun. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. But will we talk you into next? Comic books. Yay. saw the movie i found every star wars podcast i could and listened to their rise of skywalker reviews why because i just wanted to hear people talk about it because i didn't have anybody to talk about it with you could have talked about it with me well i know but we haven't seen each other let's talk well let's record this first then we could talk about it you probably won't like my takes i think you don't like it i i have a lot of problems with it there's things that i like a lot about it a lot but they managed to even like f- up the things that I liked. Mm. Interessante. But part of it we won't agree on because the things that I have problems with are things that they undid from the last I Jedi. knew you were going to say that. I don't agree with that argument. What? I just don't agree with it. What I think part? You didn't hear my argument. When, when he caught the lightsaber was the big one? No. I don't care about that. What do they undo? That the entire theme of The Last Jedi was you don't need to be from one of these magical families to be a hero. Oh. And then they're like, but you do. I mean, I saw that coming. So did I. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But doesn't make me happy. No, I knew that like Kylo either didn't know who her parents were or he was just lying. Yeah. <clears throat> we good? We good. <clears throat> All right. Or James Fitch. JamesFitch.org. I don't own that. Yeah. Yeah. You've been waiting for this one for a while. I sure have been. I've been waiting. <laughs> ben, any pot's working. Come Feeling better? My life. No. Oh. No, now it's on my chest. <clears throat> Hear that? <clears throat> <Hug-a-dug-a. laughs> they have a thing that looks like one of those breath tests, but you put it in your mouth. And it like vibrates and the vibrations break up the mucus in your throat. That sounds like shamanism. It, no, it, it works. It's when we go upstairs, so do you want to film me doing my natty pot gym? Yes. Oh my God. People are going to pay for that. <laughs> yeah. I signed up for Patreon and all I got was a Five video dollars of a here. man pouring you water your, into uh, his camera nose? with you. No, I can film it on my iPhone though. Okay. And then, oh, let's film me doing it. And then let's film Jeff doing I'm it. I'm not doing it. Why? It doesn't <laughs> hurt wanna, you. No, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to share neti pots i might have a clean nose piece i don't an open one <laughs> all right it's probably boogies in the bulb <clears throat> like a nasal aspirator when you suck the snots out of baby's noses you can see it's clear when i was 
when I was like, I don't know, maybe 10. Can we start a band called Boogies in the Bulb? <laughs> <laughs> but not boogies, plural. Boogies with an apostrophe, so it's like our boogie is in the bulb. Oh, I thought you meant like we were just laying down some fat boogies. Uh, when I was like 10 or 11 or something, um, I found a nasal aspirator from when I was a baby that my mom had. And I was like, I could just use this instead of blowing my nose. It's so much easier. So I was using it all the time. And my mom got so mad because I would not blow my nose. I was like, I'm not blowing <laughs> my nose unless I have the nasal aspirator. You're an actual psychotic person. It felt so good and it worked better than blowing my nose. So I thought at the time, it was just a kid. I didn't know I'd blow my nose right, apparently. And uh, she threw it out and I was pissed. I was probably older than that. I was probably like 13. Yeah. I I, I was in high school, actually. Yeah, I was, it was, this was last year. You brought year. it in your backpack? <laughs> she, she was like, stop using that. Blow your nose. I thought you were going to say you used it as an anal douche. Oh, come on, Dan. This is a family show. I mean. Okay. Fellas. fellas. Okay, fellas. <laughs> From the office. <laughs> okay, Phyllis fans. Fans refrigeration. Back in the 90s, I was in a famous podcast. Papoose. Pumple Nux. Papouille. Bumplemus. Grapefruit La Croix I'm a LaCroix boy. La Croix La Croix Who's bringing us back? You can. <coughs> Is that how it works? Sure does. <laughs> I'm not going over this again. <laughs>